Tommy Timing is a proud member of the Stop screwing it up. Of the Comics Podcast Network. Bitch. Bitch? Bitch. Hey there, folks. My name's Ian Levestein, and welcome to episode 195 of Comic Timing. It's been a while. It has been a while. A while? A while. What, like at least like two and a half months, Rob? Is the last one we did the last one I did? The last one we did is the last one you did. That was Stand Dime. That was like yeah, November. That, that's, it's been a while. It has definitely been a while. Uh, for those of you who did not listen to uh, the special episode that Brent put out uh, back in February, uh, it was a Reign of the Superman re- uh, review uh, where he did both uh, both parts of the Reign of the Superman, uh, I think the Death of Superman and Reign of Superman movies. Uh, yeah, the doubleheader. Yeah. Exactly, the doubleheader. Um, give that a listen. That was a good uh, stopgap, and I appreciate him putting that out. But hey, we're all live today. Chris is here. Hey, Chris. Live, very loosely speaking. I mean, we're, we, we are alive. We are in the same room. Yes. Whether or not I am living is up for debate. <laughs> All right. After working last weekend, I'm still tired. I'm Jeez. so tired. Okay. Hi, guys. We, we we may be we may all be zombies. We're all in the same room. That is that doesn't happen very often. No, no, it doesn't. Except when we play D and D. Yes. Or when it's your birthday. Yes. You've entered a forest. Or when it's Raph's birthday. God, fine, <laughs> fine. We hang out a lot. All right. Whatever, man. Let it go. You've entered a forest. <laughs> all around you. No. It's <laughs> Oh my God! Lonely Island is going on tour. Yeah, I heard. I yeah. saw. I saw. Uh, I would yeah. like to go. Uh, yeah, they're going to be at the Kings. So, oh she Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, that's that's enough uh, off topic. Uh, Chris is the one who suggested we do this episode in the first place. I suggest a lot of episodes, and then you never do them, and I'm deeply disappointed in you. Which is why I I'm trying to avoid the disappointment this time around by actually doing what you suggested. <gasps> And having the people on that should be on this, considering that Mr. Rapsu, who is, uh, you know, works at a comic shop or worked or sort of works. Mr. Still. Midtown! Yo, Midtown! <laughs> yeah, God, I get that so much. Isn't, I still get that. You isn't know? your middle name Midtown? Like, Rap Midtown? I am considering legally changing it, but then um, unless I work at Midtown for life, yeah. there's a there might there's a potential of a lawsuit. Oh, okay. Because I, I'd be, I because they have their, their name trademarked. And, hey, man, uh, it's your boy. Midtown here on which I mean I could you know actually I w- I was talking to them about doing a Twitch stream but uh, yeah. that's that's for not that's, for this but yeah besides the point a Twitch uh, stream where yeah. you read comics and don't stab them with knives uh, yeah yeah actually that sounds like a wonderful idea uh, but anyway yeah we're we're actually doing this episode uh, in the wake of the news that Saint Mark Comics will be closing at the end of this month. So, um, like, the end of this week. Yeah, the end of this week. <laughs> uh, this episode will be out before they're gone, um, but it depends on you guys whether or not you want to actually go there to pay your respects or whether you already have or haven't. Uh, we have thoughts and opinions on the state of the, com- of the comic shop and St. Mark's in general. Um, they're going to be a little controversial because I know there's people out there who actually like St. Mark's comics. Oh, yeah. If you're a total St. Mark's stan, uh, <laughs> you might want to... Skip this episode, right? I mean, we'll we'll probably have some good things to say. Sure, but, uh, sorry, sure. friends. Yeah. Well, for one thing, not everybody who worked there were dicks, and, and I I know that that's not exactly a compliment to say out loud to say that, but I know for a fact that there are some very good people who work there who are very helpful and help you get what you need. I think you can say that of a lot of stores. Exactly. So, like, right. there's always going to be the employee that cares way more than the job ask of it. <clears throat> Uh, uh, yes, yes, Raph. You have you have an interjection. You have something to say. No, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to plug myself. Oh, okay, well, Mister Mantan. Whatever you say. I mean, 
See, I feel like this is where you have to put in the clip that I've been asking you to put in. I'm not using that clip. Dental plan. <laughs> no, okay. I, 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 yeah, I wanted to say, like, St. Mark's, a lot of people have been like, oh my God, I'm so sad. It's the end of an era. It's the end of the old St. Mark's. Yeah. This sucks. Oh, it's really tough out there for a comic shop. Blah, 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 blah. We'll go into all of that. Yeah. The thing is, my first thought when I heard the news and I saw it on what Comic Speed or whatever yeah. was, yeah. you know, Ian said he won't put this clip in, but is, yes, they deserve to die and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> She's been talking about this freaking Sam Jackson clip like basically ever since it happened. I'm like, God damn it. But all right, you just got the reenact the reenacting the, the yeah, no, it's, of it. It's just Sorry, that, Sam. Like, yeah. as someone like the other two guys on this episode, I mm-hmm. grew up in New York, yeah. you know, grew up in Brooklyn. I've been to all the big comic shops. You sure. know, I grew up going to Jim Hanley's and Midtown Comics, mm-hmm. which is what now, 22 years old, started in 97? 97. So yeah. it'd be 22 in January. Yeah. Okay. And Jim Hanley's Ju- sorry, July. Sorry, yeah. July. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim Hanley's has been around since the 80s, like 88, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jamal now it's Jamal used to work too. there. Uh, yeah, he did actually. So uh, did Vito. So did Vito. Vito used to work there. A whole bunch of uh, people who are now in the comic book industry. I applied to work there. They didn't hire me. Yeah. You know who else I applied to and didn't hire me? Who? St. Mark's. Oh wow! Uh, I'll tell the story later. Well, the the, the other thing too uh, wasn't there. A, wasn't there a member of uh, of King of the Nerds who worked at uh, a Jim Hanley's location, the Staten Island, the uh, Staten Island I one? I think so. I used yeah. to shop there. That, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think he opened up his own store. Um, you might be right about that. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I went to that store, Comic Book Jones. Okay. It's yeah. good. It, I don't know if they're still open, but they were a good store. Good I have vague recollection of that existing, but I've never been there. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I mean, we've, you know, we all have our memories of, of different stores. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bulletproof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I used to go to a place in Bay Ridge, uh, Bill and Bob's, mm-hmm. the kind of place where the guy would just kind of wander off in the middle of the day and leave a sign <laughs> that says, be back in 15 minutes. And then he comes back like two hours later and there's just like 30 kids standing out there. Also, a classmate's mom who's pushing a shopping cart with a husky puppy in it. Okay, I know this is a very specific <laughs> thought, but I'm just yeah. painting a picture here. This is this is this is how you know that very stereotypical comic shop. Yeah, yeah. Like where it's kind of like everything's wood. It mm-hmm. smells like oh, old wood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The the, the hours might be negotiable depending on... Old design on- of Bulletproof, honestly. With, with, yeah. all, with all the cubbies and stuff like that before yeah. they redesigned about like maybe five, six, seven years ago. That's what Bulletproof looked like. The Ziggler. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been there with you a few mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it was one of those classic stores. Mm-hmm. And uh, St. Mark's was basically that sort of classic model, but yeah. it was a chain. Uh, I know there was... I mean, there's obviously the main branch on St. Mark's. Mm-hmm. There's also one on Chamber Street for a while, which yeah. is how I kind of first came acquainted with them and is that where is that where the current shop is uh like not too far from from like wall street like the one that's sort of like off on a off on a side street no it's um that's chameleon comics that's what i was thinking of. yeah you're um the one on st mark's is right by bmcc because i used to go there uh-huh. um, right yeah, before chamber, they closed. chamber street yeah. had like most of the shops on chamber street kind of cater to bmcc because no okay. people are walking by them yeah it was right next to the college bookstore that used to be there too okay yeah. they were right next to each it was other manhattan books mm-hmm. uh, yeah, shop yeah, yeah there manhattan books uh i used to work at sci-fi mysteries and more was mm-hmm. on the same block yeah so it was like it was a bunch of bookstores this was like peak you know paper era you know the kind of thing you don't see yeah. in the year 2019 was just... comics was literally three three blocks down from where we currently are right now that's that's where i shopped all the damn time back when yeah. i was a kid 
But uh, yeah. yeah, and then there was, but t- speaking of St. Mark's, then there was Metro in Brooklyn, and that was on Montague yes. Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not too far from where my grandfather I remember went. that. Yeah, I, I remember that time. One. I didn't yeah. go, I went, I've been there maybe twice, but I remember it. Yeah. I was there about maybe 10 or 11 times, all things, yeah. all things considered. Yeah. But, you know, with, with St. Mark's closing, you know, the people, again, they're, they're lamenting the end of an era. Oh, first of all, I want to just get this out there that people are like, oh, no, this means you can't survive in Manhattan as a comic shop. And no. they're like, you know that Forbidden Planet is like three blocks away, and yeah. it's on Broadway. Exactly. Like the rent must be astronomical. <laughs> They're on the ground floor on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, and they have the basement access yeah. to the basement. This too. is their third location, uh, Forbidden Planet, right? Because because they started uh, off, they've all been basically on the same block. They've had the co- they had the corner store for a while, the one that's a Zoomies now. Yeah. I don't know if there they was were a... on 12th Street before that in the 80s. Oh, okay. yeah. like or, or 90s, yeah, however long that would it be. Been. It. And then they moved to the Zoomies location on. Yeah, because I remember going right. to the 12th Street store in '94. That was the that was the newspaper 95? ad with the Dave Gibbons Watchmen art. With yes, the coming soon. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because somebody posted that recently on Facebook, and I think that was the exact location you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That okay. was it. Yeah. yeah. But. uh yeah, I mean, it, it is sad that like St. Mark's in general is becoming St. Mark's the street, mm-hmm. not the store, is becoming very different. Well, so is all of New York. Yeah, like that's just what happens. Like people, I think, are just kind of not good at recognizing that they're getting older <laughs> and things yeah. go away. Sure. It, yeah, I mean, I remember uh, really well, like when I was growing up on Kings Highway, uh, there was a there was an awesome like CD slash record shop, uh, like right down the block from where my mom lived, uh, where the Target is now, like around the corner, uh, on that strip of Kings Highway between twelfth uh, and thirteenth was this really cool place and it was there for years and years and years i think it was called like music industry or something like that or music and more um and they closed maybe 10 years ago because the market just wasn't there anymore for it uh, as people went you know more digital and more yeah it's interesting music stores kind of shut down because people are moving more to digital methods right but people were thinking bookstores were going to collapse and they're not independent bookstores there's actually more opening now yes yep and I mean, Barnes and Noble's doing okay. It's not great, you know. But I mean, they're hanging in there. They're the last ones standing. Well, they, they became, are. especially in the wake of Toys R Us closing, they now sell a lot more games and toys. Right. So yeah. But uh, yeah, with with St. Mark's, to me, it was like that old school comic shop where you had the irascible owner, mm-hmm. and you know, you had the kind of like they're always the employees were always like teenagers, <laughs> and the place was just piled high with stuff. Yeah. And I never really liked it to begin with, like the one on. Uh, Chamber Street was again was my first experience with St. Mark's, and I didn't. I don't like the way they store the new comics. They're always in those little wood cubbies, and yeah, and they'd bend over. Yeah, and, yeah the spines would get damaged. Yeah, again, bulletproof used. Uh, even bullpen used to do that. Uh, like they would not be in mint condition, but, but and they would not be able to get a pristine <laughs> copy. You consider that though, like the '80s style of just putting comics out there. And that that's that's what it is to me. Like the '80s and '90s of comic book shops were just basically just grab and go. Yeah, people would just like after uh, Batman in mm-hmm. 1989, it was just comic shops exploded. I'm yeah. sure there were other reasons for it. Someone can argue with me all you want, but mm-hmm. that's what I think of as the the threshold, like the the watershed moment. The was. catalyst, yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you can argue, you know, '86 was a big year, big year with Watchmen and Dark Knight, but not. I mean, that's not mainstream. Mainstream, the biggest mainstream moment is Batman. Absolutely, yeah. Batmania. Yeah. yeah. Because that, that that put comic, I mean, we wouldn't have comic book movies the way we do today without '89 Batman. I mean, Superman started it back in, the, you know, but it was like it was the first one and only one for like decades, exactly. And so, then Batman brought it back into the know. public eye, and then yeah, from there and then we they moved ran on. that franchise into the ground. Yes, they did. 
<laughs> Never leave the cave without it. But it's okay. We're getting a Batflickless Batman <sighs> coming soon, and with uh, um, Joey Lawrence or Army Hammer Whoa. or Joey yeah. Lawrence. He j- I I just saw on Facebook. He he uh, has petition uh, f- to to uh, be Batman. Fuck no. I mean, I would. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. I mean, we all know it should be Davis Mazuth. That's that's all. I, Give it. Well, yeah, he'll be. He's eighteen ish now. He'd be like in his early twenties. Perfect. Yeah, if it's supposed to come out in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, all you Gotham haters. We love Gotham. It, it it it's it, it it's crazy in all the right ways. I love it. I love it so. Uh, yeah, I could do a whole episode about Gotham. I mean, the, the short <laughs> of it is basically is that I think it captures. If we ever want to do an episode about this, I'll restate mm-hmm. this: that it captures both the kind of like the madness. Yeah. Of Gotham and of like the Batman franchise, yeah. as well as like the Darknet, like it captures both sides of it. Yeah, like the, the only... yeah the '90s cartoon got the craziness, but it couldn't be dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it the only the only thing is it's it's a young Bruce Wayne. That's the only difference. It's you don't have an adult Batman. Right, you could you could put an adult Batman in there and no one would complain. No, I think that's the the biggest thing that's different you're absolutely right yeah yeah so bringing it bring it back on topic i had to comic shops to, to comic shops <laughs> uh i think my major issue with saint mark's and this was this was a little bit uh, this the case with uh with uh, what was it called metro uh, metro the one on montague yes approachability is something that i felt was severely lacking with both of those locations like i, I felt like it was it was way harder to just go up to a guy and be like Hey, what do you recommend? Because there was something that was almost uh, they they felt like they were higher up, like higher up, you know. Saint Mark's was known. One of the things people always praised about it that yeah. was even in the comics beat piece about how they hired women before that was actually like a common practice mm-hmm. in comic shops, except that really didn't count for much like one we have our friend jill was saying she worked there and it was a terrible experience yeah. like when she was a teenager uh yeah i have one two three six people i know that used to work for them mm-hmm. they're all women yeah. yeah keep in mind they're all women uh-huh. um they have had varying degrees of experience okay. i think the people that have left more recently have actually really enjoyed their time there mm-hmm. yeah. so maybe something changed so going back to my story, back in 2003 when I was 19 years old and I wanted to get a job for the summer and they were hiring, yeah. I brought I didn't, have, I didn't have much work experience, but I knew my comics. And he still doesn't today. Okay. Yeah, I don't and I yeah, I still I, I still I don't know anything about comics. No, what the fuck of course are you guys not. talking about? No, no, no. But um I I went in there with a resume mm-hmm. and then I told them everything. I answered all their questions and yeah. then like 2 weeks later there was a new girl working behind the counter. Uh-huh. I didn't do the shitty thing of like, oh, so what comics do you read? I just kind of bought my stuff and left. No, because you're not a dick, right? But I was, I was, I was annoyed though that I was like, <laughs> you, why would? Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. And then, then now you know, look where I am now. I've worked for the largest comic book store in the world, and I work for a distributor, and I don't know. And they're closing. So oh, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. <laughs> I win. <clears throat> But uh, I mean, that was part of the mystique of St. Mark's was, mm. I remember the Village Voice, you know how they always do the best of New York every yeah. year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the, you know, they always have best comic shop. And I remember one year and it was St. Mark's and they're like, oh yeah, we love like the bored goth girls behind the counter. And I'm mm. like, bored goth girl, that is the best summation yeah. of every single girl I've ever seen behind the counter. She always like always seemed disinterested mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. kind of like annoyed that you've even come in the shop yeah and and i'm like that's not charming to me i mean as a you know a female facing person that's not appealing to me maybe it's appealing to like some dude bros they think that's kind of funny or whatever and i'm like right. that yeah a bunch of hipsters yeah that's not even why i hate st marks but <laughs> it's just 
Well, do you, do it's you, why people love St. Mark's, though. Do you think that that's like a relic of an era of like, hey, let's get the cool girls in here so that the guys feel like that they that they want to spend money to impress the cool girls? I think they were okay with selling stuff to women. I can at least say that I've never had anything really sexist happen inside a St. Mark's location. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have stories. You you mentioned the Metro. You know, we'll go back to what you said about accessibility. Do you want me to tell St. Mark's story number one? Y- yes, yes. Uh, St. Mark's you story. Know- which Number story one. I'm talking about? Yes, I do, and, and I want you to tell that. And, and give, give me give me one sec to to t- talk a little bit about Metro, um, just because Metro was actually one of the first comic shops that I really remember going into after I started collecting because it was very close to where my gra- my grandfather mm-hmm. lived. Uh, it was right down the block from him, basically. Um, and I remember walking in there and feeling like everything was very cluttered. Uh, it like there was no organization really to the back issues, or really wasn't any organization to what was even up on the walls. Like, Usually, you always had to ask, like, yeah. "Oh, I need this back issue," and the guy would have to pull out boxes for you, which right. is true also of the other locations, anyway. Sure, yep. but but I felt that even with new releases, like there really wasn't, I, and it, it I fully admit it did improve, like in the later years of Metro when it actually became a a branded St. Mark's when they changed the name officially. Yeah, um, I I, I went back in there and it was a little bit better designed um but that was one of my main reasons i didn't go there more often is that i i I literally felt like i had no idea what i was looking for when i walked in the door and that that was that was my main qualm my main issue with it more than anything else um yeah well i mean actually this is a mini i'm gonna tell the real story but you just reminded me that Mm -hmm. the one time i went into the uh Chamber Street location, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, do you have the new issue of Scud the Disposable Assassin?" I think yeah. it was issue fifteen. You're like, well, "We have the trade paperback." I'm like, I, I, I already have those issues. I want the new issue. We have the trade paperback. I, I don't need the trade paperback. Well, but, but we have it. And I'm like, "Yep, I want the new issue." It was like talking to an NPC in a in a role playing right? game. Right? Yeah, it's like this. The your the the quest the, the quest isn't here, but I have this item. I don't want that item. Lisa needs to my quest. Yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah I eventually yeah. had to go to to JHU and, and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that seems to be the answer to all of these. Is I had to go to another store and get it. That was that back right. when JHU still had the downtown location? So, I'll you know what uh, that was. What the Scud thing was when? Okay, so Jim Hanley's was on Chamber Street until I want to say ninety six. It was okay. my sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. and they closed. And the thing is, this sucked because I what I used to do is I would leave school or sometimes I'd go out during lunch. Yeah. I, I went to Stuyvesant just down the block. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would walk to Jim Hanley's Universe and buy stuff. And then I would read it on the train ride home. It's a nice block of 40 minutes to an hour. I yeah. just have it to myself. I can read comics. I don't have to do homework. Mm-hmm. It was nice. That was like when I read comics. Like that was my thing. It was important to me. And then that Jim Hanley's location closed. And if I wanted to get, you know, go to Jim Hanley's, I'd have to go uptown, which is not convenient you know especially when you're like 16 or whatever yeah so i had to come up with like alternative plans like there was the shop in my neighborhood but that meant i couldn't read them on the train ride home Mm -hmm. i'd be picking them up after i got off the train and then i go home and then i gotta do my homework so i wouldn't read my comics right away right you know the tragedy (laughs) woe is me so i had to try like alternate plans and stuff and when uh st mark's opened up on chamber street that's when i would like try to go there Mm -hmm. and like i kind of soured on them pretty quickly before they opened up on Chamber Street, though, they, you know, I, I 
found out that Metro Comics existed. Yeah. And I would go there with my friends. And I found, you know, I could get off the train at Borough Hall, hop over, buy comics, and mm-hmm. then get back on the train. And then I'd still have like 20 minutes or so before I got home to read them. Right. Yeah, that's bad. And the stopped going the Metro, this is this is the story <laughs> number one, was uh, <clears throat> I wanted to pick up this Vertigo comic, uh, Dampire. If anybody's listening yeah. to this and wants to say it's a shitty comic, that is completely not the point here. Uh, yeah, no, I wanted fine. it. It looked cool. It's called uh, Danpire, you said? Dampire. D-A-M-P-I-R. Dampire. P-Y-R. Yeah, I've seen it at Midtown. Yeah, that's an actual like thing. It's an Dampir. actual Dampir, yes. Dampir. Uh so it was a vertical comic. It had the four mature readers thing. Yep. And I grab it off the shelf at Metro and I go over to the counter and the guy at the counter, you know, typical schlubby comic, you know, white comic shop guy. You know, like, right. Raph knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, exa- I know. Exa- yeah. I've seen them all. And he's just like, I can't sell you this. <laughs> what? I can't sell you this. You're not old enough. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I buy vertical comics all the time. He's like, we can't buy, you can't, can't, you know, sell you this. It's, you're not old enough. It's, it's, it's for mature readers. And I'm like, I read Sandman and other vertical all the time. I buy stuff all the time. It's like, well, you can't, you can't buy this because it's got like a blowjob in it. And I'm like, I know what a blowjob is. Like, this is not, you know, I'm 15. I have seen oral sex. I demand this comic. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) you're terrible. (laughs) No, no, we needed that. I know what oral sex is right now. But I'm just kind of like, give me this book. You know, you know, I was like, like, dude what the hell you know he's like you know people are getting in trouble like people are getting arrested and you know i forget he said like oklahoma or nebraska i mean that it, that is true people were and yes. I, I was just like yes i know what you're talking about yeah this is not oklahoma or nebraska right it's new york it's yeah. new york you're fucking fu- city <laughs> you're fine you're going to be fine dude he's like yeah. no i can't sell it to you i don't want to get in trouble and i'm just like you're not gonna get in trouble i don't want to get in trouble and i went God, man, don't be such a pussy. <laughs> Again, in my defense, I was 15. Yes, you That's were. That's more than fair. Yeah. And his response was, fuck you. <laughs> now, you can say I egged him on. Yeah. That's, but again, 15, and I'm a child customer that he's refusing to sell a comic to because I'm not old enough. And then his response is, fuck you. Yeah. That's kind of when the, I was like... This is a ridiculous situation. Yeah, I don't want to give these people my money. No, and they don't. They, he clearly doesn't want your money. Yeah. So wh- the end of that story is I'm like, okay, fuck you too. Mm-hmm. I leave the store. I get on the train. I go to Bill and Bob's in Bay Ridge. I see it on the shelf. I grab it. I walk up to the counter. The guy sells it to me. And I said, you know, they wouldn't sell this to me at Metro. And he's like, why? He's like, I don't know, because not old enough and he told me to go fuck myself and the guy's like are you kidding me i (laughs) loved bill and bob's because sometimes i would ask him okay what's my total and he goes how much do you have in your wallet oh my god and i'm like i have like three dollars he's like that's good enough yeah bullpen bullpen would do that to me all the time because uh uh, joe was the guy who who worked there awesome awesome guy really friendly guy i was in there enough i was in there literally every week because I would every Wednesday, I, I would take the uh, the bus from uh, from my junior high school, uh, take it to take uh, take it to Kings uh, to to be uh, sorry, take the B sixty eight, get go go to over to Avenue X, grab my comics, go back to Kings Highway, go to the KFC Taco Bell, have a Chalupa Baja and yeah. a and a triple zinger we sandwich. We all had we all had like rituals. Around yeah, yeah, shopping so, for comics. Exactly. Yeah. No, and, I, I definitely I, had one. And then I would go home and and every time there'd be at least two or three comics more than what I could pay for and Joe would be like don't worry uh, you know you can get it next time and he never he never charged me for it yeah, because because frankly he was happy that I was buying in the first place buying your loyalty is yeah. a big deal exactly yeah yeah but uh yeah no I, I miss I 
after that, I stopped doing the thing where I would get off the train and go to Metro because I'm like, this guy's going to be a dick. I don't know if he's even going to sell me the things I want. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Absolutely. And again, Plus teenager. Had a bad experience. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm a teenager. It's not like you're selling, you know, the, the it was the whole story about like a kid getting ElfQuest and they were six years old. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Was like, that's not the same thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just started going to Bill and Bones, <laughs> and that was that was my first like, nope, I'm kind of done with St. Mark's, and you know. To was, contrast that, I was I was actually going to ask probably something similar to what you're about to talk about. So okay. To contrast go. that, so my so I didn't really start collecting till kind of late, like '97. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was in middle school. I went to uh, 131 right there, right on right off Grand Street, mm-hmm. and I would walk home through what was that Hester Street. And I get the Rutgers, and right off the corner of Rutgers and Hester was mm-hmm. a comic book store. And I've talked about him before, but he's a he's a he's a guy who used to be a ghost artist for um for Marvel and DC in the seventies. Yeah, I remember you mentioned. Yeah, his name yeah. is Moses. He, yeah, he's he's friends with Neil Adams. That's how I know Neil Adams. Nice. And um, so when he started, I you know like I was kind of like you know I, I was like a the, the you know sad emo kid in, in middle school. <laughs> no one liked me, yeah. so I would go there to hang out, and he would tell me stories about working in the industry and mm-hmm. like he's probably he's definitely the reason why I wanted to get into comics. Okay, so um, he would he would sometimes give me books for free, or, or sometimes he'd show me something or give me a little discount. Mm-hmm. But he's also the person who sold me adult comics, oh, like boy. Eros Comics, like Triple X Comics <laughs> at 14 and 15 years old Holy and didn't shit. give a fuck about my age. <laughs> to contrast that story, so, so I got porn comics at 14 <laughs> and you couldn't get Dampier from Metro Comics, which is ridiculous. See, you don't even see a penis in the shot. I wow. opened it and I was like, that's it? It's like you see the girl go down, but you don't see any nudity. It's just, you know it happens. Dampier, by the way, 1996 Vertigo comic writer Nancy A. Collins. That was artist Paul Lee. Letterers Comic Craft and Richard Starkings. Yeah. Well. Editor Axel Alonzo. Oh yeah, Axel. <laughs> yes. So if you want to go and try and track that down, it's out of print. It's probably in the back issue bin somewhere. Yeah, you can find it in like I, fifty cent bins. It wouldn't surprise sure me. It's on my shelf. It, it has. One of my but um, yeah. What do you call it? Uh. Yeah. No. I. I. And I. So it's funny because when I moved back to New York, I found one of those comics. Yeah. Total tentacle porn. Oh my god! I have. I don't even. I don't even remember it from like back then. But I, I flipped through it. I was just curious. Like this, there's tentacle. Oh my god! So that actually leads me to what I was going to ask you. You didn't go in the direction I thought you were. <laughs> sure. Um, no. I just. Which, I went to. You went. In a mu- you went. Internet in a, you, is for porn. You went to a much better direction. And yes, it is. Grab your deck and double click. Mm, uh, monster. <laughs> Finally, finally gone. By the way, it, uh, know, it, 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 after so all sad. these years, it, it, it'll come back eventually. It's yeah. so Someone will revive it. To say goodbye. It's still touring all over the country. Yeah, anyway. exactly. It'll be yeah. fine. Uh, so, have you run into any situations while working at Midtown Comics where young kids have tried to get adult materials? <laughs> get around, kids! It's story time. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know how many are familiar with Midtown Comics, but what's a Midtown? So it's uh it's uh the Times Square location. It's uh-huh. a comic book store in in Midtown Manhattan. Isn't Times it true Square. that there's also a downtown Midtown? Yeah, there's a downtown and Grand Central location now. Yeah, 
back when I started, back in the halcyon days of 2008, back <laughs> back when you had horse and buggy. You know, uh, back then, back then people were still doing these things called podcasts. Oh my god, yeah, I used to I used to be a podcaster. Yeah, they used to go on their iPods. Yeah, yeah. I, I do actually. I had an yes. iPod video. Yeah, there were there were these weird people uh, who would go onto their computers and all right. Anyway, c- 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 yeah, but anyway, so um, back into so um, Times Square didn't used to be the cleanest place. And uh, it still isn't. There's still like a couple of shops there that are like porn shops and stuff. Sure. So, um, but back then, Midtown, <laughs> Midtown had two, has always had two floors. Yeah. Um, the third floor is where all the toys are. Mm-hmm. Back in 2008, it's also where the books, the clothing, and the adult section was. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And when I first worked up there, I had to block a lot of kids from walking into that. <laughs> well, not a lot. Not like every... It didn't happen every time I was up there. Right. But more often than not, there'd be a happy three-year-old running through the toys and then go straight to the back. I'm like, oh, no, no, you can't go in there, kid. Right. Um, it actually, has the little wooden turn. You used to have the two thing. wooden doors. Yeah. yeah, the two... Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. And, and, <laughs> oh. and, and, I, I and the weird... <laughs> the weird shit that they used to stock up there. Yeah. Um, Dude, I don't want to... But they don't anymore, right? No, it's lo- it's been gone since 2010, yeah. which leads me to my second porn story. Here we go, boom. So um, back back like a couple of weeks after we got rid of the porn section, yeah. Um, this elder... this Not elderly, but like middle-aged man comes in mm-hmm. and he goes upstairs. Yeah. And uh, he comes running down the stairs screaming, God damn it, God damn it, God damn it. It's like Tuesday... Was it Vince McMahon? Uh, no, but it... it <laughs> no, Vince is here. Oh, okay, sorry. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> you're fire. You're laughing, you're laughing so hard. I can hear you outside of the headphones. <laughs> but anyway, so the point is, he comes downstairs. It's like Tuesday morning, 11 o'clock. No one's in the store, really. Yeah. And he's like, he runs up to me. I'm, I'm at the register. He's like, God damn it. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I'm like, where did what oh, go? No. The, the, the porn upstairs. Oh, I'm supposed to get porn now. I'm like, dude, it's the internet. I don't have a, I don't know how to use a computer. And he's like yelling at me about the porn. And then my boss comes in. And he's like, oh, sir, what's going on? And he's like, God damn it, what'd you do with the porn? And he's like, all right, that's it. You need to go. And he just walks him out the door. I'm like, holy shit. And that man's name was Donald J. Okay, no. Yeah, Stop. no. I'm not. Stop I'm not. It. No, no. Stop he wasn't it. that tall. Not, and his no. hands were bigger. Okay. Oh, that's that, that's fair. He had that's more fair. hair on top of his head. Yeah. Uh, as a side story, so my father used to buy heavy metal all the time. Oh, when yeah. I was a kid. He had a huge collection of them. And during the summer, like... I didn't go out and play very often because, you know, all the kids hated me and I was bullied and blah, blah, blah. Sure. So I'd, yeah, that's like, a lot of us. You know, I'd watch TV, but there wouldn't always be stuff on TV. So I'd start poking around the house to see what I could find. <laughs> oh, this is boy. how I found, let's see, the fact that my dad had a rifle and bullets in the in the closet, which I, like the responsible child I was, put back good. very carefully. Good, good, good. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you're still alive to tell the tale. Yeah, yeah. We, used to, we used to, you know, like, oh, my dad has a really big collection of, like, hard rock and heavy metal records, and we used to play those, and, and you know, I crank it up because nobody was home and mm-hmm. the parakeet would chirp our parakeet really liked heavy metal music oh yeah but then yeah i was like oh there's a bunch of magazines over here oh comics Ooh, titties and oh that's a dick okay okay and then i read them anyway <laughs> um, that is how i became acquainted with warren ellis as more than just the guy who writes excalibur oh. he wrote this one uh he used to write this like ongoing, I don't know if it was a series or just its character called Harlequin Bones, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. And this one particular story is like this: this lady is like fucking this guy, <laughs> and his dick flies off because it's actually like a sentient prosthetic. Okay. Oh, okay. And it's like 
military, like decommissioned military hardware, and now it wants to kill her. Like penises huh. tend to do, apparently. Yeah, and like so I was just like, oh, this is that guy who writes Excalibur. Okay. <laughs> and Warren then, Ellis, man. And then, you know, like Transmet came out like yeah. not too like a few years later, and I was like, okay. It, it makes all sense. makes sense. Now. It yeah. all makes sense, yeah. yeah. And if I ever finish my reread of that, we can do a podcast about that too. <laughs> so outside of the porn, have you ever had to stop, say, like a, a young kid from getting like a like a max title or something like that? Like like something no. something that you would consider to be, you know, for mature readers? No, I've actually, yes, because um, there was one time it was, it's so funny. They were like the most suburban white family ever white. that's how white, white they were you had to add the h yes white. it was white. an eight-year-old girl yeah uh it was the fa- the father and the mother yeah and she wanted to pick up nemesis mm-hmm. mark miller's nemesis okay uh that's the one where at the end um mark, the the nemesis is a is a is a, a villain clad in white yeah and he um the like the the, the most like uncorruptible super cop goes after him mm-hmm. so nemesis captures his um, mentally, like he, the, the, uh, what was it? Uh, development, uh, no, the, 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 the daughter and the son, the son has developmental issues, yeah. forces them to have sex and puts a bomb in the, the woman, in the daughter's uterus. And he wanted to pick that up for her, for his daughter because, quote unquote, I let her watch Looney Tunes. And I'm like, this isn't Looney Tunes. This is, this isn't Looney Tunes. It's ultraviolent, sexual assault, and it's yeah. just a shitty storyline. It was an awful book, and <laughs> yeah. I was just like, how can I explain this to you without telling you what happens in front of your eight-year-old daughter? And eventually, I was just like, you really don't want... It's terrible anyway. Right. And it's just it's just an awful read anyway. And mm-hmm. she's like, all right, fine, whatever. We'll, we'll find something else. And I was like, here, how about this? So, so you gave, okay, you gave advice and you said, how about this? Rather than just, no, you can't buy that. Fuck you and your eight-year-old kid. I didn't do that. Yeah, no. exactly. So that, that that is legitimately well, a difference you in, know, in yeah. style. You actually caring as a, as a comic shop you know, employee Here's trying to give better advice. I, I, I'm what they call good at my job. What? Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, I know. But yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing is people don't want to acknowledge that a comic shop is a store like any other and it right. has to provide a good customer experience. Yep. I wrote, when I used to write for the comic book EMAG, which was like a newsletter that went out every week. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I wasn't the person in charge of it. I just discovered that I could send the guy like whatever I shat out of my brain that week and mm-hmm. he would publish it. Yeah. And I'm like 19, 20 at this point. I used to write them in class, you know, because that was, because <laughs> who needs to pay attention in class, right? That's, that's eh. like us with our podcasts. Yeah. Oh, God. But uh, I wrote one about how comic shops should be. Mm-hmm. And right. I was like, they really should be cleaner they should be like barnes and noble maybe there should be a chair that you can sit in and flip through stuff right and oh my god i got the angriest like crankety you know old man owns a comic shop letter from that (laughs) like you don't know anything about running a business you don't know shit what are you trying to lecture me about you know if i put a chair out nobody would ever buy anything and i'm like so i used to get that so here here yeah i i 
this is where my diamond experience comes in. Uh oh. Okay. Because as a diamond as a diamond employee, as a diamond sales rep, yeah. I I had back when you worked for Diamond Dallas Page. Yes. Yeah. When I worked for DDP and, okay. and did yoga. Okay. Um. <laughs> he uh. So he made me do yoga. And he made me talk to comic book stores. Yeah. Self high five. So yeah, exactly. I just do this all the time. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. I uh, serious serious. So I had half the direct market, which is the direct market is is how comic book stores get their comics. Yes. So um, I had half of the direct market to sell toys to, mm-hmm. and um, I I didn't have Mitch from from St. Mark's, but no. I would my my coworker did. I listened just to bring him back to St. Mark's a little bit. I used to listen to them talk, and it was <laughs> ooh. Didn't you have uh, Chris Eberly at one point? Or I did it? have Chris Eberly briefly, but yeah. he wasn't doing toys, so right. we didn't really talk, which yeah. is fair. Yeah. Um. But like. The thing about the thing about comics retail is it is it's incredible because it is like the most American business that I can think of. Like, oh yeah. Like when you think of the American dream and like people going, I'm gonna make something for myself and I'm mm-hmm. gonna do it and I'm gonna, you know, do whatever I can to to uh, make this business work. Right. Like and just pick it up from from nowhere. It's one of the last places you can do that because you can't you, you can't just go oh I'm gonna go open a Walmart it's franchising and all that I can open a McDonald's into franchising and all right. that so comic book stores are opened by just average folk who just want to a you know open a store that they can have fun at or mm-hmm. b you know sell something that they love or sure. c whatever you know whatever yeah. Which also leads to be, being able to innovate and do what, some new and interesting things exactly, with yes. the space. Yeah. But the funny thing is, there were. <laughs> I had to also help new comic book stores, um, you know, start out. Right. I had to give them advice, yeah. which in my case, don't do it. <laughs> no, walk away. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> ba- sort of yes, but no. Basically, like, it's it shocked me how how few people came into it with experience or any ideas or mm-hmm. any not like not like they were stupid or no, no. Or, but yeah. they didn't know what they were getting themselves into a lot a lot of these people it was their first retail experience exactly yeah. and a lot of them like i mean comic stores have closed and and uh but a lot of the new ones don't last more than two or three years which is makes sense i mean it's like restaurants restaurants you know if you mm-hmm. in the last five years you're set but sure. a lot of people drop off yeah there are a lot of people who did not and even some of the experienced people who didn't do didn't like i just i just took things for granted and like i would explain things and i'm like and they'd be like really you do that and like you don't do that like keep a track of inventory keep track of what's sold manhattan comics and more yeah that guy yeah manhattan comics and more and brooklyn comics and more are perfect examples of that but see he i don't know anything about him because i didn't he closed before i left no of course yeah but like yeah but like people get into this and and you know people get into this with the greatest intentions and Mm -hmm. and some people do great like amalgam comics in in philly they opened while i was a diamond i didn't have them but they they were an incredible store oh yeah they're they're so good i Mm -hmm. think someone wrote up wrote i think comics beat wrote them up no it was a mainstream um i don't forget i don't know i I shared the link a while ago but yeah wrote them up and and that's the one that has a uh, black, black uh, yeah, yeah black owner uh, yep. uh black female owner, and yeah. black yes mm-hmm. exactly which is in rare yeah. Yeah. yeah which is incredible and it's great and it's a great store and uh, there are black a lot of stores magic. like that Woo. yeah exactly <laughs> like um i could i could cite so many great owners out there um, there's a 30. few in new york too in case i mean people who don't live in new york or even those who live in new york and think we're just going to shit on stores here there are some good stores we will mention them oh later, absolutely but yeah yeah continue yeah with. no i um like third eye comics and in, in um in Annapolis, I mean, there's so many. I don't want to. I, I don't want to take a dump on anyone because, 
but you know the point is people that that that's a kind of a problem is there's no training there's no on the job it's all on the job experience people think when you start if you out build it they will come mm-hmm. not understanding that like people come because you're offering a good experience you're not just offering a, i this isn't a store thing but remember those guys who tried to make a, vi- a video game con in washington dc oh do you my guys god know yes what I'm talking about? i i do yes yeah. they dumped their life savings into this and they just assumed like a hundred thousand people were going to show up because yep. pax gets like fifty thousand, and that's only because they have to cap the attendance so they like right. well we're going to get a hundred thousand people easy yeah, there was like 2,000 people there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they just assumed people would come, not understanding like there's a lot of mechanics that go into no, it. There's, you have you to know. build small. If you're going to do a con, like you do you do a hotel a hotel con. Yeah. Well, they, like, well, the hotel con. The, the Baltimore one. Oh, that, my God. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, but yeah. They, they I were, knew a lot of they, people they, that they, wanted they to They did a, a, a indie, was it an indie go-go or, or, or a go-go? Yeah, it was an yeah. indie go-go. It was an yeah. indie go-go. Yeah. I remember were, that. Where they, where they tried to rent out the you know Baltimore Convention Center and have an actual like full fledged convention, uh, was, they they the had inclusive con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be an all inclusive for everybody con. You know, gay, lesbian, everything. The fire festival of comic con. It, it was pretty damn. Oh, clo- it was pretty yeah. damn close to it. Uh, there were people who were going Universal to attend. Fan con. Thank you. Yes, that's Universal what we're all con. blanking on the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, there were people that were going to attend that that actually wound up putting together a small little event uh, the same weekend that actually turned out excellent because. They actually put the time and the effort in and got lucky and found space nearby. And a lot of people who were going to go, a lot of people chipped there. into realizing that it was yeah. a bad situation because people had dropped so much money to get to the city, yes. yeah. to, to pay for the tables, to yeah. travel. There know. were there were people who paid for the all inclusive package, which included like a hotel room, and when they were supposed to get backstage access to all of the panels that were that were going forward, and they had booked their flights already. They were going from across the country to here, <laughs> and found out days before. For the con that their hotel was canceled. So did you did you guys watch the fire festival? Any of the I, I watched both of them. Yeah. It, it's funny because like that's sort of the same thing. Where it like is, yeah. the the people the the people who organize it think that this is going to be such a huge thing, yep. and then they underprice everything, mm-hmm. and then they re- they figure oh shit this is going to cost twenty six million dollars, and we've priced five hundred dollars tickets for all inclusive. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. That's absolutely nuts. Yeah. So yeah, I I think people. I mean, and and just to bring it back to comic book stores. Like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to dump on anyone. I just think when you're gonna get into creating, this is just small business in general. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna start a small business, yeah, have a plan, have expectations, lower those expectations, <laughs> and fully expect your plan to blow up in your face and completely go wrong Absolutely. because you can't control so many things. Mm-hmm. You can't control people coming in. You can't control a bad experience someone has and then yelp bombing you because they <laughs> they they didn't like what you did just because you had a bad day or you said something. That they interpreted wrong. Yeah, you know, like I, I, we even had that in Midtown. Someone, someone said that someone said something that they didn't mean, and then it turned out really badly. And it was just like, mm-hmm. it's just so weird. You can't. You there's so much you can't control, but that doesn't mean you just kind of wing everything. You, ha- if you, you wing do, everything. It's you can bring disaster. this right back around yeah. to St. Mark's because, uh, yeah, a lot of people have been lamenting it's gone, but we did see a lot of people shitting on it and Mm -hmm. a lot of those complaints weren't even like the ones i brought up but they came down to the owner what mitch i Mitch, yeah yeah Yeah. and the thing is i have heard like all these horror stories in the past month about the thing (laughs) and the thing is mitch definitely uh, 
I have a story with Mitch, but I will save that for later. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm of the belief that over the last few years, Mitch has been stepping down his presence at, I think, this, at the well, store, and that might be why people are more positive about it today. Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, with Mitch, and it's people have said this about him, and it's very clear that he got worn down over years of having to deal with like shoplifters, yeah, having yeah. to deal with just rude customers, like that kind of stuff. Just a lot of the things he did were ever in response to that. Yep. Sure. Uh, you had the. I didn't. I didn't know that they had a bag check for a while. Mm-hmm. The, oh, for, I know. For the customers and for the employees, which is just shitty. Like, I've worked at Barnes & Noble and we did a bag check and it was just like the rudest, grossest thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I No, I watched the manager open somebody's like Tupperware. Oh my God. Yeah, that's and everybody's always sitting there awkward. Going, Why? What do you think you're going to hide a book in chicken soup? Uh, (laughs) Apparently. I mean, it wasn't a near mint comic. So, I mean, I guess they didn't care if it had a little bit of noodles on it. Actually, maybe I will tell like my my Mitch story. Go ahead. The one time, the one interaction I've ever had with this dude. Please, because I I don't think I've ever actually met the guy. Okay. He stands in the back of the store. Then yeah. I, I've stairs seen holes him. through. Yeah, Hal, seen Hal him, told the story about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. about how Hal went. Uh, you know, who used to work at Midtown. Yeah. Now, and like he wrote a novel, and now he lives what upstate? I forget. I think he lives upstate in Connecticut. I don't yeah. remember which. But he's, he's still writing. Yeah, he yeah. was buying. Mm-hmm. He wanted to buy some old like pulp comics. I don't remember the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he went into St. Mark's and he asked like, "Hey, do you have so and so?" And they're like, "Yeah, let's check the back issues." And they go into the back and they pull out the boxes. And the employee lets Hal look through the box, and then Mitch runs over, like, what are you doing? You can't look through those. And he rips the box away from him. Wow. Even though, again, the employee is standing right there watching Hal go through the box. He apparently didn't trust Hal or his own employee. That's hilarious. Yeah. But, okay, so my Mitch story was, uh, this was about 2001, 2002, Mm -hmm. and I was writing for a college fanzine. The hilarious part is this was the fanzine for uh, U Maryland College Park, like oh. the Terrapin Anime Society. I'm not, I don't even go to U Maryland. I yeah. just had a lot of friends down there. Right, and we were one of the things <laughs> we were doing. I think was like a guide to like n- like nerd tourism, nerd travel. Like, hey, you're gonna go to New York. Here are places to check out. Right, and I, you know, I included like here's the comic shops, and here's St. Mark's, and St. Mark's. You know, you'll always get the board golf girl, and it's on St. Mark's, so it's really cool. You know, I, I, I gave it a pretty decent write up in the thing, yeah. but I needed to take photos for the piece. Like right. every every store had to have photos, so I go down to St. Mark's the street, and I'm standing in St. Mark's the street, right outside, taking photos of the exterior. And Mitch must have spotted me from in the oh, store, God. and he runs out. What are you doing? I'm taking a photo. <laughs> You can't do that. Well, I already did. Well, you can't do that. I'm like, this is, a, I can take the photo. He's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, for a magazine, it's for a fanzine. You know, that's, you got a good write up. Like, you should be happy. And he's like, you can't do that. It's like a security risk. I can't have people taking pictures. Oh, you know, and I'm just God. like, but I already took the Peak photo. paranoia. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I did not take shit from him. I was just like, dude, I've already taken the photo and I'm standing on public property. You can't stop me. Again, because yeah. I was standing on St. Mark's, the street. I wasn't even on the sidewalk. Right. And he just, you know. Yeah, he just got frustrated and Yeah, he's just yeah. sputtering. And eventually he kind of slunk back in. And mind you, I could see him still looking at me in the street. Yeah. It was just like, that was, that actually was my breaking point when St. Mark's was just like, are you fucking shitting me? So, like, some paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. And and that, and that's just it. Like, so, some owners, whether it be comic shops or whether it just be stores in general, are just not made for friendliness. Not not made for inviting. <laughs> Retail you know? can wear you down. Yeah, that's like just said. It can really wear you down, and people. Well, like you say, when they walk in with no experience, you yeah. know someone who 
runs a store but has never worked retail is going to ha- be in for a bad time. Like sure. has never worked in service industry. Right. Because right. customers will be dicks. And the burnout is there too. Like we, we know people who have started up comic book shops or were thinking about starting up comic shops and even just the process of the daily grind. grind. Rocket ship. And Rocket sh- ship. They, they yeah. didn't want to run a comic shop anymore. Yeah, Bergen yeah. Street. Yeah. Was Bergen Street burnout or? Bergen they, and, they switched into publishing. I don't know if they were burnout. Uh, but they definitely, they, yeah, they, they were just moving on. That's what they yeah. said. It was, it was, yeah. it was time for them to move on so that's yeah. what they did but uh you know i mean with you know other people that we know that just you know it, it just came to a point where they just couldn't sustain it and they had to and they had to end it you know it's not for everybody with with saint mark's here um from what i know they owned the building at one point i don't know if they still do yeah some of the reports i saw were like they own the building so he's not actually being pushed out by rent it is from what i've heard that mitch just does want to move on which, which- is fine it's yeah. perfectly fine. It's just I'm I'm not of the ty- I'm not the type of person that has to automatically be positive about a store when they're closing or be sad because and, yeah. like I said, Finn Planet's a few blocks away. Right, you still have Midtown. You still have JHU. I, well, for me, it's it's a it's a mixed bag because yeah. I feel sad because um, all, the friends that I've made that worked there sure. they had great experiences. Right, what all they they all tell me. And I feel bad for them because they actually remember it fondly. And, and, that's, and, that, and, and that's just it. I'm not taking away positive memories from people who, right. who had good times there. I'm not taking away you know, positive memories from people who work there and enjoyed themselves. I just didn't have those memories. Yeah, I don't. I didn't personally. Lo- I mean, I, I like the memories of going there as a high school and right. college kid and hanging out with my friends in St. Mark's. Sure, I kind of. That those I, I cherish. I don't know if the store's always been that great to me, yeah. especially since they didn't. I mean, that's me. That's personal. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but, but it, still, to me, yeah, like St. Mark's was like the old school comic shop that I'm. This is kind mm-hmm. of one of the reason I want a podcast. Is like, yeah, it's that old school. You know, and people lament the loss of the old school. But in this case, again, Sam Jackson, yes, it deserved to die, and I hope they burn it. Like, yeah, so we don't that's need how comic I, book guy anymore. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't like those stores. I mean, I grew up going to those stores, but I think my experiences now are way better. I like. Yeah, no, know, totally. Like JHU is important to me because the guys have always been nice to me. They're always super friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. I remember one time in in Jim Hanley's one on Chambers Street, I, I was standing online to buy some stuff, and and then I realized I forgot something, so I stepped off the line to get it. Mm-hmm. And I like walk around, and I hear like the these two black guys who were behind me, like, "Oh, what's up with her? I don't know, some stupid white bitch." And I'm like, "Again, fourteen or 15. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of this course. is the kind of thing, you know, it's the kind of culture you don't need to come. And the thing is, like, it hit me because I don't think I've ever heard anybody put like my race into a comment like that before yeah. so yeah, kind of was like weird. smacked across the face mm-hmm. and i go up to buy my comics and it was it was nick it was like yeah. what's wrong and i said those guys just call me a stupid white bitch he was ready to jump over to the counter and chase them out down the street oh, yeah. He, yeah. Just, he just saw how much it hit me yeah but yeah they've always been super nice to me oh, like my God. they're always yeah they always no, totally. find stuff for me you know midtown i've always had good experiences mm-hmm. uh, well midtown hires great people oh uh-huh. stop uh, and and you know what honestly i've had i've had really good experiences at monacy um, I, I I think that I think that Montesi. They're very old school, but yeah, I've been like, once, so I don't know. Well, well yeah, well, well, okay. They're I, technically right across the street from us, and we can't really. Are they though? Are they really right across the street? No, they're, they're like not. three blocks away. Yeah, but it's Manhattan, right? Yeah, but 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 what they've tailored themselves to, which is smart, and something that I was going to bring up is that they're very much more of a a gaming and comic shop. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely a nerd more, hole. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a nerd hole, and. This day and age, I feel like you're gonna you're gonna be a lot more successful as a nerd hole than you are a straight. <laughs> oh, up dude, I, I just coined this term. No, because that's what I yeah. think about. I think 
there's like the straight comic shop that might may or may not sell toys. Yeah. You know, and then there's like, yeah, what I call the nerd hole. And the thing is, they do basically have the chairs and tables that I've brought up. It's sure. just that they encourage you to hang out in there. Mm-hmm. And so then there's the That's classy. what Bulletproof has become as well. Bulletproof yeah. is very much, and God, I'm just going to keep using it, a nerd hole. Like it's, it's <laughs> my. Uh, so. I'm sorry to everyone listening to this that I have <laughs> This now- is really funny because um, a couple of days ago, I thought in my head. I want to open up since game. This is right around right after GameStop said it couldn't find a buyer. Yeah, I want to open up a a, a chain of of um, stores that do comics, gaming, and like events, and yeah. I want to call it Nerd Spot. <laughs> That's why I called it in my head, Nerd Spot. So now, if anyone wants to, with if any like venture capitalists want to throw like five hundred million dollars to me, well, Nerd, nerd Spot is so definitely a more this. marketable name than Nerd Hole, right? So, <laughs> because I, I actually spent time thinking about this in the shower. I actually showered for like thirty minutes, which is like twenty minutes longer than I usually do. I was just thinking about this, <laughs> just just showering, thinking of your Nerd Hole. Yes, to, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, Clean I, those nerd holes, I damn think it. You, it doesn't even need to be multimedia, you know what I mean? That That's in the sense me. of having video yeah. games, board games. Because I think of uh, Card Kingdom and mm-hmm. uh, Mox Boarding House in Seattle, which yeah. neither oh, of you have yeah. been to and I you know. need to go. I've seen pictures. Yeah, there's something to be said. Like, there's a restaurant at Mox Boarding House. And me and my, friends, uh, my friend, you know, Catherine, were just like, hey, we want to play a game. And they're like, do you want us to bring them over? And I'm like, <laughs> Would you? Yeah. <laughs> if I ever work for yeah. Wizards of the Coast or or I don't know Penny Arcade, I would I would move and I would go there all the time. Oh my god! Yeah. But uh, you want to meet my friends from Wizards of the Coast? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I told Ian. I was yeah, like, I could write the next D and D. Does it sound like I'm bragging when I'm like my friend Greg? And Ian's like, like no, no, you have a friend named Greg. Exactly. <laughs> you have fair. a friend named Greg who happens to work for Wizards of the Coast. Our That's friend, Jam- our friend Jamal. You know. Yeah. My friend, I don't know, someone. Someone in the comic industry. Jo- Joey, my friend, jo- Joey Jojo Shabadoo. My friend yeah. Jamal, yeah. who is friends with Adam, who also works at, at Verizon Media. <laughs> yeah. Why, why is the world tiny? Because 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 it is. We're, we're, so, every nerd knows every nerd, and every nerd knows Raph. Raph, Raph, doesn't, Raph yeah. doesn't know the, the, what I told you oh, before. yeah. So I had a date on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guy I met on OkCupid. Great okay. aside for a podcast. Continue. Yeah. Okay. Long, he's at a lot. I'm excited. Like... Uh, we have a 97% compatibility. So How does I'm he like, know me? <laughs> <laughs> How does he know me? <laughs> Apparently his childhood best friend is Vita Ayala. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> he was just like, no, because I was like, oh, yeah, man, I haven't been on a date in a while. The last person I went on a date, I'm like yeah. really sad it didn't work out. She was really awesome. You know, she wrote comics and she's like, oh, who was she? I was like, oh, she's like Mags Visaggio. Oh, my God. And then he was like, oh, like you know, she, you know, she, I was like Kim and Kim. He's like, yeah, I know Kim and Kim. And I mean, he's like, why? You know, <laughs> it's a then, small world. You know. Yeah. Well, well, mind mind you, uh, you, when I found out that your boss knows one of my junior high school friends, I was I was I was freaking out. Well, that's because well, all Jews in Brooklyn know each other. That is also true. That's very that true. is that is also true. Um, so. I'm, I'm not even. I'm, I'm also not not even saying that like smaller comic shops can't survive as just being comic shops. Just you, you got to be small. You can't you can't be the large. Like you know, cavernous comic. You need to shop. work your way up. Yeah, because yeah. even the big ones here started off kind of modestly. Sure. Yeah. Midtown yeah. was one floor and in Times Square. Right. And then it was two floors, and then it was Grand Central, yeah. and then it was downtown. And St. Mark's and now is we small. I'll give them that. They were small. It's just they were also cramped. That yeah, was... they branched out, which was interesting. But yeah, the, the but then they contracted. Closed. Yeah. Yeah. 
because I think the yeah the Montague closed maybe ten years ago. That was a while ago. ago. The one on uh, on Chamber Street closed. That closed in two thousand four, yeah. two thousand five. Yeah, it was like it was a weird period because that's also the bookstore I worked at that was there closed. Yeah, oh, that bookstore. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I bought um yeah I um but yeah my my point before I didn't make it before but like St. Mark's closing brings about a general sense of melancholy for me because mm-hmm. while I work for Midtown and yeah. I've been there for years. I remember back in high school in like the late nineties, mid two thousands. Boom, there were like yeah. two dozen comic book stores in Manhattan. Yep, and we we're down to the three midtowns: JHU, Forbidden, mm-hmm. and like there's Carmine, Ca- uh, Carmine, uh, Chameleon. There's also the new one um, that opened not too far from Carmine, uh, uh, West Village. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the Carmine managers used to wear on that. Yeah, there used to be yeah. a shop on 8th Street that had different names. Like, it was 8th Street Comics. Yeah. And then it was Sleep of Reason Comics for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... There also used to be one, uh, like, a couple blocks down from Hunter College. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Big Apple? I think so. Or something like that? It was on the second floor. I remember yes. it, was, it was by that puppy I, shop. I used to go there um, during my breaks at, at college. Oh, nice. And But that's what? That was 2007. That's 11 years ago. I don't exactly. know if they're still there. No, no they're not. No. They're yeah, not. and they're see, like, they're gone. I think I think the pet shop's still there, but the uh... <laughs> I bought pet yeah, food. Sorry there to everyone who doesn't live in New York. I kind of want to bring it, like, make it a little more universal yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, you can see that living in New York City, we actually have a wealth of choice mm-hmm. when it comes to everything: bookstores, supermarkets, but like even comic shops. But that has kind of declined in recent it is. years. Yeah. But the thing is, because we the have rent is too damn high. <laughs> Well, Except- that's that's part of it, but uh, but there's also just sustainability, simple sustainability. Yeah. You know, but- I mean, look at the comics industry in general. You know, look, looking at the fact that DC is cutting back on their books. Uh, that w- that was announced somewhat recently. That's that, that fine. I kind out. of, I mean, again, this is a topic for a completely different show. Yeah. That. I feel like single issues do need to die. Like you can yes. keep some single issues. If you want to have a Batman title, I don't a, disagree. A like you yeah. just want to be able to just keep up with like a ongoing narrative. Yeah. That's fine. But for sh- titles that don't really cross over with anything, I feel like they should just be trades at and, this point. Yeah. And, and when a single issue is five bucks, that's that's a problem. You know. Yeah, it is, and especially I hate. Uh, so Marvel, I really feel like Marvel overdoes it. They yeah. put out way too much material, they do. and I'm kind of tired of having to like look at all these Marvel titles that I don't care about. Especially unnecessary miniseries. Like, miniseries that could easily just be collected like you were talking about. Miniseries need to die. Miniseries need to die. Once I know, see, like, because your investment's already taken away, because once you know, oh, it's only going to be six issues, wait for the trade. Wait for the trade. Everyone does it. Well, the thing is, the move... Like the change on that isn't going to come from Marvel because Marvel's mm-hmm. clearly not learning its lesson. No, that has to come from the comic shop owners. Right. Like again, yeah, we, talking about yeah, people having stores have to order less. Yeah, they need to be like, I am not ordering this miniseries. This is a waste of my shelf space. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. what they need to start saying. And you know, we um, look. I I think, I mean, you know, Comics Per was not that long ago, which is like uh, it's a it's a an event for all for registered members of the comics retail community. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, that's where the whole thing about Dan DiDio cutting 15% of the titles came from. I don't know what Marvel did there, but I'm sure the retailers are bringing up that concern. Right. I just don't think they realize that they have the power. Well, the other thing too is retailers complain that Diamond puts a, takes like some, uh, puts out too many books, period. Yeah. There are too many publishers out there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's a tough one because you, 
you want a you want a diversity of of options. Oh, totally. But too much, it it becomes diluted. Like it's like well, you got sixteen. You, well, the thing is, choice is generally a good thing. Yeah. That's why you have to pay attention to who your audience is. And and, and it's and and you can't say that there are too many publishers because simply like. There are enough people that still go through the catalog where if they want to buy a book, they're going to tell a store and they're going to you know buy that sure. issue and that the only the, the main problem we have are the guys who have the giant ass pull list and then they'll come in for three months. I yes okay so this is interesting because I was actually thinking about this a lot yeah. like why do we still need comic shops and because now at this point you can get digital or you can order stuff online because I was thinking about that like. You know, we used to order from DCBS, mm-hmm. and that was pretty great. Like, it was so cheap, yeah. and you get it once a month. That's discountcomicbookservice.com. Yeah, and some people would say, oh, well, you get the community, and, like, I can go, and I can create a pull list. But, yeah, a lot of people don't pick up their books. And, of yeah. course, by the time they pick them up, like, or rather they come in, and they're like, well, I don't want this. And now it's six months mm-hmm. out of date, yeah. and they can't yep. sell. I, I, yeah, yeah. Do, do, you guys yeah. Still do, do, you, do you guys still do a poll? Yeah, okay. I have a poll. I okay. feel I'm like, late. I well, feel like me. pull lists need to die, honestly. Like, if you're not going to pick up your books right away, you should be ordering. Yeah. I was out for three months, and I didn't pick up anything in those three months, and I'm playing catch-up. Well, but does Midtown cancel a poll if, you, if you're if you waiting long enough? Like, like does it actually, like, yes. straight up? Okay. I don't know how much I can go into detail, because they might get mad at me. No, no, no. no. It's, after, I'm not asking for that After much, a couple, yeah. yeah, after a while, if you're not, if you, it also depends. Like, if you're, if your folder's breaking, and you've got, like, 150 books in there after two weeks. Oh, of course. They'll be like, yeah, that's you got too many books on hold. Right. Or if you've got fifteen weeks of ten books, you know, mm-hmm. then yeah, you've got too many books on hold. Yeah. They they have they have a system. They've had a system for years Good. and they've they've taken care of it. But like it kind of sucks because like I've seen people that I like that that don't pick up books and I'm like, I know. What are you What are you doing? And that and that's just it. Like. You need to, you if you're on a good standing and you're on a good relationship with a with a store, and you know that you're not going to be coming in for a few weeks. Tell them. I. I mean, honestly, it's a common courtesy. When I say yeah. that single issues need to die, it's like, oh, you didn't pick up your pull list for six months. Yeah, it's going to be in trade by then. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Just wait for the trade then. And the yes. thing is, they're easier to store. I don't. I mean, people still have this obsession with collecting comics, though. It's kind of silly now. It. It's yeah. No, as someone who who has dropped most of his books, but can, will continue to pick up Action Comics and Superman until I die. <laughs> I completely understand that. Like, I think it's okay yeah. to have one or two things you actually really like. Of course. Like, I've yeah. been buying Die, mm-hmm. uh, you know, recently, and yeah. I really enjoy it. And oh, I, and Ninja Turtles. I will yeah, and I like having the physical copies of Bitch Planet and mm-hmm. uh, Man Eaters. Where's my number one, Raph? It's in a it's it's in a bag. <laughs> in I've this apartment? It. No. <laughs> yeah. No one reminded me to bring it. <laughs> it's fine. I have it. Yeah. I physically have it. I have it. issues two I, through like six at my apartment. And I physically I have it. I'll give it. Oh, I'll bring it. I bought. I, I bought the first issue of. Young yeah. Justice because I had to yeah. like yeah so did no, I with, with Maneaters I just wanted to say I, uh, you guys have heard me mention this before yeah. was that so I saw it on the shelf it looked kind of interesting I read some reviews they were kind of mixed I was like you know what let me give it a shot anyway and then I try to buy number one at Forbidden Planet but they mm-hmm. don't have first second third, whatever printing it's up to right now right yeah. and it's funny because like the guy goes down in the basement and even looks for me because again forbidden planet is there's some real mentions in there they're yeah. very nice yeah and then he's like oh have you tried saint mark's i'm like oh, no i'm not buying anything at saint mark's and he goes why would you it's terrible <laughs> yeah saint mark's has a reputation oh they, they've had a reputation God. for years that was the last 
interaction I had with Saint, like That's... Saint Mark's anything adjacent prior to the announcement that they were closing. I was just like, that, oh I think I got. God. By the way, amazing. I think I got you a first printing. I'm not 100. percent That's I didn't fine. Open like, it. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it's going to be so valuable. I bought, I bought issue two with the, the with the cover that's all of like sparkly or werbly or whatever. I have the sparkly cover for you. I think that's first print. It's crazy. Like I feel like comics as a physical object can still be a thing worth loving, worth oh, yeah. wanting. Like, no, absolutely. Like again, Man Eaters has these weird like variant covers that aren't don't even cost more. They mm-hmm. just have lenticular shit or I love that stuff. Well that that was the case with Young Justice also. Like really very few of their of their variant covers were extra money, but I had to buy that freaking cover of the meme the, cover. Of the meme cover yeah. of, of Superboy distracted walking away. Meme. Yeah, distracted boyfriend meme. Yeah, I missed like, out on that. I had to because I'm a fucking sucker. You should frame it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh but I yeah, I feel like that's what comic shops can do is <laughs> put you in touch with the physical object in that case yeah. but so much being published now is just garbage and the thing <laughs> is that's the real reason comic shops are dying it's not you know well the other SJWs. thing is jw's <laughs> the other thing is marvel so marvel not only puts out a lot of content mm-hmm. they put out a lot of fucking variant covers oh, every single do. fucking yeah. month and yeah. i'm tired of looking at them yeah and i yeah. love scott young I love his baby and, covers, and, and you know as well as I do where where does where do half of these wind up? In fifty percent off at a comic at a comic convention the next time you're there. Yep, because fifty percent off is being generous. Fifty to seventy five. Yeah. Yep. Sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's frustrating because yeah. like buy one get one. I saw one time at a comic at a comic convention. Buy one get one variant cover. Yeah, no, like, we're continue. and it's their ordering thresholds too, which is like yeah. you have to like so if you ordered, um, let's say it's um X Men number one. They're doing new X Men number one. You have to, the last issue you did. He's not. That's not even a hypothetical. That's yeah, the worst that's part of no. I I yeah. I got a little inside info, but I'm not. I can't say <laughs> anymore. Stop. No. Um, yeah, yeah. There yeah. is a new X Men series out. Yes, there, there is. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, by Matt Rosenberg. Yeah. Um, a couple other people. And Cyclops is back. Ed Brisson, and Kelly Thompson. Back in his '90s costume for some fuck. I love that fucking '90s costume though. Too many goddamn with the, with the thing, and then the pre- he presses a button like a comedic, like Star Trek pouches, man. There are never listen. You're a '90s kid. You should know better. Pouches are look. I wear cargo pants because I'm a '90s comic book kid. <laughs> I, I need the extra pockets. Oh, God. But it's anyway, like, the point was. So it, let's say the last issue of Uncanny X Men is number thirty six. Yeah. And you ordered fifteen, 15, you know, fifteen copies. Yeah. To get the variant coverage, you need to order hundred and fifty percent of that. So you need to order. What is that? One hundred fifty percent. It's twenty two mm-hmm. copies. So you have to right. order twenty two copies of the regular cover, and then you can order the variants. Yeah, no. that's the problem that Marvel has that annoys retailers. I, that annoys I, me. I, I why do we need agree. seven extra copies? That I'm not definitely not going to sell it's, just to get this stuff that it will sell. It's broken, and it's it. It is one of the major problems with being a retailer is dealing with shit like that. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's and, impossible. And, and it's not even just that. It's bookstores and like a bunch of other things where you know it's it's about supply and demand. And if the supply if the demand's not there, and you have too much supply. It's just sitting around collecting dust. Basically, That's why a lot of the stuff gets repackaged. You know that um, the announcement that they're no longer doing those like chunky editions. Oh, DC. Ch- no, no, no. They're um, they're no longer exclusive. They're no longer exclusive to Walmart. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. like, I love how everyone's complaining about it, including retailers. I'm like. That's actually a good idea for Walmart, and it's yeah. cheaper if it is exclusive. But I get if other stores want to carry them. Sure, yeah. but yeah. that's how like Marvel countered that by having like ten packs of old comics. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you should worry that you even have excess print. You shouldn't be printing that much more. You know what's funny? That's actually how I got into collecting comics because mm-hmm. uh, when my right around my mom, my mom and dad's divorce, 
um, in those ninety nine cent stores, they used to have those packs of comics for like a dollar. For like a dollar, I know what you're talking about. I got Toys, the, Toys R Us used to sell. Yeah, those too. yeah. I got the entire reign of Superman that way. Oh my god! Wow, right I on. loved it. Nice. Um, Eradicator was my was my pick for Superman. Yeah, he was the real Superman. Stores are like a special <laughs> case because they are kind of designed to get right, you hooked on things. They yeah, are, and they yeah. and they're designed for it. And those are like that's that's where the excess should go but the fact that they have so much excess they can offer it to everyone and is if you troubling. want and if you want cheap checks mix it's a good place to go for cheap checks mix i'm going to kick you bold party <laughs> where's flavor. your foot where's your foot <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh yeah. all right so uh, before before we before we wrap up uh, i feel like we should give some suggestions of good comic shops and also some ideas of like maybe what comic shops can do oh. to improve themselves Uh-oh. and real quick yeah. comics are for everyone I was waiting for you to do that. And I, thank, I, thank you yeah, so much yeah. for throwing that in there. Because sure. our, what would our what would our listeners of Comic Timing do without you doing that at least once? I don't know. His well, parents are no okay. Well, you said everyone. There is anyone comics. Yeah. Jamal is always yeah. talking up. I yeah. haven't been there, but that's, Jamal that's my it. buddy Demetrius's store. This is how he talks because he's Demetrius. <laughs> is he listening to this? This is an in joke that so. only six people will understand. <laughs> I, I I would actually suggest Carmine. Uh, I, I, I've okay. been there. I've been there a couple times. It's, 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 it's too it's, small for me. Yeah. So like, again, this can be a whole other episode, but mm-hmm. I just I go to shops here in the states, and they're okay. I remember taking my friend. Um, uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Liz Mendoza mm-hmm. to Jim Hanley's for the first time, and she literally fell on her knees. It's <laughs> just like, oh my god, like her yeah. hands up to the sky. That was the one on Thirty uh, Third Street. The yeah, really yeah, the big, second, oh, the big location. I, yeah. I love that location so much. I miss it. it was a good one. Yeah, good one. That, current location they do a lot with the space they have, but it is way smaller. It's uh, it's and it's a little out of the way. Yeah, I like, love it, you, Nick and Ron. Though they're awesome. They're yeah, awesome. Yeah, but it is out of the way. They they're said good people. they accepted they that, and they want to be more of a community space. Yes. Sure, that's good. Good. And I res- I respect that. I really do. I actually was there. I was there not that long ago because I had a hospital appointment that nearby. Oh, sweet! And I bought um, paper girls from them. I, oh. I could have gotten at work, but I wanted to give them a little money. Yeah, so why the hell not, man? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, talking about good comic shops. I mean, I miss Bergen. I miss Rocket Ship. Uh, Desert Island in in was it Greenpoint or Williamsburg? Yes, I was gonna. That's bring like them up. indie comics and self published stuff. It's just it's it's weird. Like you're not gonna go there for Superman, which is another reason a way you can survive. Is like yeah. you yeah. don't need to carry. Superman and Batman and X-Men because that's what sure. you expect to see in a comic shop. Yeah. yeah. Like, cater to your audience. And mm-hmm. here they're like, well, we're in Hipsterville, so we're <laughs> going to publish hips... We're going to sell hipster yep. comics to hipsters. Yeah. Uh, Collector Cave in the Bronx uh, on Milltown Road is actually really awesome. They just moved into a to a much larger space. Uh, here's, here's an image for... For at least some of you people. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can put I that in the show notes. Them. Yeah, you have show notes. Right? I've uh, seen them. <laughs> I, I I can when I need. What to. What kind of podcast is this where you don't have show notes? Very, I fully expect show notes. Very on- few podcasts actually put the time and effort to put in show notes these days. But I I will I will I will go ahead and show add notes. And add. <laughs> show or, notes. Or um, when you when you do the when you do the social media, put out the links in the social media. I, I, I will do that. Although now I feel like I need to title this episode Comic Shops and Show Notes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're talking about shops though. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, in general, I feel like New York is a very good space when it comes to comic shops. Mm-hmm. Midtown's great. Yeah, you know, three James branches all over Manhattan. <laughs> kick you too. Uh, <laughs> I actually really, no joke though, I actually really like the downtown location. That's I, my favorite I, one. Yeah, yeah. I really dig it. I mean, I love all the people at Times Square and uh, but yeah. I'm I'm a disabled person now, and it's hard for me to get around. 
So I and I had to work there. Yeah. So uh, downtown's actually nice. Uh, I I still I mean Grand Central's always going to have a special spot in my heart because I used to go there after Hunter and I would always bother them about getting a job there. Yours and, is yours is the first location. Yeah, right? mine's the mine's the Alpha. That's what I thought. Okay. So. Yes. <laughs> you youngin. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was double checking. Yeah, I've been. Sh- God, I, I, I was talking about it with a customer the other day. I've been shopping or working there since 2001. Mm, wow. That's 17, 18 years I've spent with Midtown Comics Oh, and, in and some way, shape, or I've form. I've been shopping at Jim Hanley's since 1994. Damn. Yeah, that's a long time. That's why I We're fucking generally old. walk in and be like, hey, Nick, I need this now. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can have that relationship I've, with them. I've seen oh, him yeah. yell. He yelled at somebody once because I asked for something and they were like ignoring me. And she's like, I was one of our long-term customers. <laughs> Get her. Get her her thing now. I, I, love, like, I love Nick so much. Nick he's, is cool. He's awesome. I mean, he used to duck my calls at Diamond, but whatever. <laughs> okay i love you nick i i know you guys aren't a toy store and i would constantly bother you about it and i know you didn't really want to hear from me oh, but it's cool i still love you guys you guys are a great store you guys do oh, great stuff nick, i hope you're listening to this <laughs> i really really uh, listen it's been it's been yeah. two years since i left diamond i can talk about this and uh, and bulletproof comics i would say is definitely worth the trip if you're if you're going to be in uh in by, Bro- by broken college it's it's a damn good store mm. to go to. So Even if I, our friend David was like, they screwed up my pull list. I hate them. <laughs> like like twenty <laughs> years like 20 ago, years dude. Ago. I know. On. I told him that. He's like, that store sucks. And I'm like, it hey, seems fine. To, like, my my mother my mother went into there uh, when I was working at a uh, at a sleepaway camp uh, to get my books. And I didn't normally have a pull list with them, but sure. I gave them a pull list saying I was going to be out of town for these weeks. My mother's going to pick them up for me. Can you please do me the favor of handing them to her and blah, 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 blah. And they had every single comic that was on my list. And that's how I kept on on Ep on, on Alias, uh, Wade and Waringo Fantastic Four at the time. Oh, so good. Like, that, that's, that's, that, that, they were my I got those from Hanley's. Yeah. Yeah, Staten Island Hanley's. Because I used to, when I lived in Staten Island for a year, God nice. help me, <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was going to that one because that was the closest one. Nice. nice. I'm scrolling through my, uh, my swarm history just for comic shops in other cities that I've Oh, enjoyed. I can. That I can handle, well, but I, I'm going to piss people off. You know, I still in San Francisco. What do you mean you're going to piss people off? Because I'm going to forget people. I had 1,800 yeah. comic book stores yeah. as I, accounts, and I can't name them all. I'm still, I still pour a 40 out for Xanadu in oh. Seattle. Xanadu, Xanadu was awesome. Is Challengers still really a thing in Chicago? I, uh, yeah, no, Challengers still I there. Liked Challengers. Yeah. Uh, I also liked Gmart. Remember we went there in Chicago? Yes, G-Mart's yes, good. I do remember that. Um, Docking Bay 93 is also out there. Um, my friend uh, Gabby has a store in Olympia called uh, um, Olympia Comics and Cards, I think. Oh, cool. Uh, see, this is the problem. Um, Brave New Worlds in Philadelphia. They're is, terrific. Is, is, is awesome. Uh, my yeah. friend Joe, uh, who is in South Africa, has a great store. Uh, my friend... Uh, South Africa? Uh, yeah, Aberton. Aberton, uh, I forget, Smallville Comics. Wow. Um, in Australia, in him. Melbourne, um, All-Star Comics in uh, in the Philippines. Uh, we, we've read some Bulan store. We've clearly made a... <laughs> I can't do I this. Went to, if I forget yeah. people, they get mad at me. Yeah, in, When I was in Paris, I went to Bulls in Tet. I don't speak French, so forgive my pronunciation. Yeah. I showed you the pictures of those where I was mm. just like, I basically wanted to spin around in the store because oh. they had all of the bande dessinés on the wall. They had American comics. They had the manga. The guy was super nice to me. He started talking to me in French. I just smiled and nodded. In Toronto, there were yeah. six stores back to back to back to back to back. Really? It's, well, one million comics closed. Uh-huh. Silver Snail's really good. Yeah. Um, um, Daniel's store. I forgot his name. I, I'm sorry, Daniel, for the name of your store. Oh, my God. Uh, Wait, well, <laughs> you see how stressful this is well, for me? Calgary, Alberta, 
Canada. Go to um, go to my buddy's uh, Wes's store. I don't remember the name of Wes's store, but it's in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. <laughs> I miss you, Wes. We don't get to talk Wait, anymore. Rest, in Edmonton, stop. there's Galaxy Comics. Stop. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut your mic. I'm going to cut your mic. Uh, hey, hey, I, I, you, the look on my face when I got to go to the real Forbidden Planet in, oh, in man. the UK and all, oh my God. God, the amount of shit I that they bet. had was They're amazing, awesome. and and that and that Adventure Time stuff that we that we walked out with. Uh, oh yeah, they sell a lot of BioWorld stuff. Which yeah, I don't think they distribute a lot of it here in the states. I don't it's think because no. I when I was in Amsterdam, I also bought a bunch. I bought like some Zelda pajamas that uh, I'd never seen before. Midtown has a little bit of BioWorld stuff. BioWorld's available. It's just you have to um, mm-hmm. get an account directly with them to really get anything. Yeah, nobody really sells anything here. So yeah. what's it, wh- it's hard. What do you feel the major differences between uh, you know comic shops overseas and here? Like, like they take it seriously. Wow, that's take, they take comics seriously. They take the business seriously. Like, think about you know uh, Japan, where manga is what like forty percent of their publishing yeah. output, which is crazy. Because you consider what I say of their publishing output, the one hundred percent includes newspapers, yeah. books, and magazines, and then you have forty percent that's just manga. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there aren't really dedicated manga stores. Like, there are shops that sell a crapload of manga, but yeah. I don't call themselves manga they're shops. They're bookstores. Right. Yeah, they're bookstores that specialize in right. comics. They might yeah. sell American comics, too. And because Barnes sure. & Noble has a huge-ass manga section, usually. Yeah, well, because Borders used to really bet deeply on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. like, yeah, let's do that. Ah, Borders. Uh, but yeah, Japan takes it seriously Poor because borders. it's just, they're just books to them. They're just, mm-hmm. you know, comics. and. You know, of course, France, you know, Jamal will probably, you know, pontificate for hours about, you <laughs> yes, know. Yes, he will. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, again, I was like, I need to check out a French comic shop. And I was just like, this place is amazing. It's so beautiful and clean. And, and I love the way the books look. Yeah, you sent me pictures and it, it was it was outstanding. Yeah, I was kind of yeah. jealous. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wanted to buy more, but there's only so much I could carry. So I bought uh, two Bande Destinies. I bought one that's called IRS, about <laughs> yeah. like an IRS agent. You showed me yes. that one, yeah. And then the other one was, uh, I think, it was about a wineries like huh. as far as i can tell it is about a woman inheriting her family's vineyard interesting but i don't read french so i'm just kind of squinting at the pictures yeah. yeah but they also sold like yeah again they sold manga they sold american comics they sell all that stuff in other stores too mm-hmm. and that's you know again we talk about how comic shops kind of like i feel like they are not ne- they're not necessary because you can buy a lot of the stuff in other stores sure they sell it at fnac you right. know, in France. And <laughs> yeah. You can buy them, you know, buy stuff. We mentioned Walmart. You can yeah. buy stuff in Target, you know, Barnes & Noble. You know, it's just... Amazon. That's what trades are really the future here because they yeah. can go more places that the single issues can no longer go. The problem is with that, though, is is the capital investment up front to the talent because mm. you don't make back the money as quickly with trades as you do with comics. That's true. That's, that's the that's a financial issue. But, isn't, the, isn't, that's but that's, isn't that something you can work out with digital? Say, like, if you do... Possibly. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm but just here's the thing, though, is that that seems like <laughs> something's broken in the financing model because yeah. Scholastic... Yeah, Raina Telgemeier. Mm-hmm. But know. see, they, they use the book the, model the where they most advance. popular co- co- uh, comic creator in all of the United States. Yes. Tel- Raina Telgemeier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. who's not publishing single issues. They they are publishing books. They are selling them to children. They are sometimes deeply discounted. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, see, that wouldn't be an issue for Marvel DC to go here. Here's like, I don't know, ten grand. Go go finish your your trade. Whereas with like, boom. I don't know, boom, Dark Horse. Even like the little guys like American Mythology or. Uh, God, what uh, Cap- the guys figure, who do Callus Prime? Um, but you have to figure Lineforge. Mm-hmm. Uh, picture books. Yeah, have a lot of have a, an investment in the art, like especially if they're painted. Yeah, and they don't 
they don't sell them two pages at a time. You buy a 24-page <laughs> yeah. hardcover book for your child. So I guess maybe what we're looking at is maybe like do it small, maybe like 50-page like yeah. books, comics, and then yeah, yeah, work your way up. It's they just they do with they a spine. Have to, they have to yes. rethink it yeah. Yeah. with a spine. Yes, definitely. Uh, th- and and we we can get there over time. It's just th- there's there has to be a future for the comic shop in one way or the other because because as somebody who's mostly gone digital, I still love occasionally you know going into the shop and you know buying buying it's something. something I've kind I of love talking about shop. I, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> I, that's why I still the work. The pleasure there. Yeah. of buying physical books and like buying them in a store is something I've been kind of getting back in into like yeah. i went into strand and i just was like i want to buy a book and i'm just poking around just to buy a book i just wanted yeah. to buy but something. they don't try to organize their books they hate when you try to organize now books. it's organized but yeah, yeah for those who are uh, yeah now i feel bad for all the non-new yorkers here the strand the strand bookstore is one of the biggest bookstores in new york it is an independent bookstore yeah. uh they sell used books they're kind of infamous for being a mess mm-hmm. And yeah, like I have friends who used to work there and one of them was trying to alphabetize the sci-fi section and the manager came over and just ripped everything off the shelf <laughs> and put it back like randomly. We don't do that here. They're, they're much better Not now. in this house. They're actually yeah. organized now and I feel like that's helping their bottom line because I walk by and mm-hmm. it's always packed there now. And that's 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 been a major, major change that I appreciate yeah. about this. Well, story. in general, since we were talking about what makes us successful soar, like with comic shops and stuff, being organized, being clean yeah. does yeah. help. I can being attest friendly. to that. Being to Z back issues. You know, yeah. when I worked at Science Fiction Mysteries and more, and that place was a mess, and mm-hmm. I would actually... During my, you know, when I was working there, I got paid shit. I was being paid off the books. And I'm just kind of poking around cleaning stuff up. And I go in the back and there's just a pile of garbage in the back. And I start sorting through it and I throw out a bunch of crap. And I, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a bunch of pulp magazines from the 60s and 70s back here. <laughs> yeah. And I start moving them to the front of the store and they start selling like hotcakes because yeah. now people can find them and they right. can access totally. them. Sure. And they're only like five bucks a pop for some book that might have Isaac Asimov or sure, Bradbury yeah. stories in it. That That yeah. is something staff picks w- will make me very happy when I walk into a shop. If there's if there's like, you know, like like Raph's pick of the week or whatever. Yeah, actually or, my pick of the week was um, crap. Someone put Rainbow Bright in there but I don't remember where I changed <laughs> it to. I changed it to another jokey one. No, it was, I think, my legit pick of last week is probably... Something I read for comics first because that's all I read now. Okay, yeah. yeah, but 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 nonetheless, like I I really like seeing staff like putting that sort of effort in to it let you know shows, what their favorite books. Yeah, are. it shows a staff that actually cares about what they're selling. Yes. It shows a yeah. store that actually cares about the expertise of their staff mm-hmm. members. I mean, even Barnes and Noble has staff picks. Oh yeah, that was like the greatest time when I worked there. You were like, <laughs> yeah. look forward to when they were like, hey, it's your week to pick a staff pick, and you're yeah. like, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would, recommended Watchmen. Yeah, you know, I would really a, love it if every store gave their not only gave their staff picks, but give them like a little paragraph that they can like go here. Describe the spoken paragraph and we'll put it up. And like, because then you get to know, like, instead of going, because you don't know what the, like, who's Raph? Who's Raph? Well, not me. But who's like, who's Terry? Who's Bill? You know, like, come on, I'm Raph. Everyone knows me. But anyway. Raph like, would just say, my name is Raph. This has a character named Raph. That, I mean, that's pretty close to the actual truth of how things get picked. Uh, and, and the Ninja Turtles have created the same year I was born. That's, yeah, and that's right, ladies I and gentlemen. The same narrative. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Batman movie coming soon. Coming soon. Raphael Suhu will be online buying that five weeks before it is on sale. Oh, I don't that's need right. to. I, I'm just gonna. I, I'm getting invited to the premiere. Oh, really? 
Really? Yeah, I've I've talked to the guys at Nickelodeon. Oh, good. Yeah, that's 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 good. To Actually, hear. they had a job opening not that long ago. I was tempted to, to take up. You should have, man. Do it. But do it wouldn't it. it wouldn't have been for Ninja Turtles, and I've oh. been like, what's I I only there are only six jobs in the world I want now. <laughs> I want to be a fight choreographer. Yeah. I want to own. I want to own Nerd Stop. Yeah. The the franchise. <laughs> Nerd Stop. I want to be a comic book writer. Nerd Hole. <laughs> I I want to uh, find Nerd Hole. Uh, I no, want to be. Should, it should be Nerd Stop. I want to be. I want to be a yeah. writer in entertainment. Yeah. Um. That's what four jobs. Uh. I want to. Uh. I want to. I want to. I want to have a farm with a dog rescue. Uh huh. And uh. And and you want to and you want to be a manager for. And I want wrestling. I want to be brand manager for. Oh yeah, I can be a manager in wrestling, and yeah. I want to be um I want to be the. Uh, the uh, the person in charge of Ninja Turtles from Nickelodeon. Those are only six jobs I want. Okay, you, you could be Mean Green Okerlund. That'll be your. Uh... Well, let me tell you something, Mean Green. <laughs> this man over here is gonna take us to the top. Oh, Christ, what did I do? Uh, and 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 please, if you have the room, a little lounge area couldn't hurt. You know, just just a little bit, like I, Isotope Isotope in San Francisco. Freaking love that store. It's gorgeous, and then they have the little area in the front with the with the beanbag chairs to just chillax after you buy your books. And Midtown doesn't have that space. It's I know you don't, but if you did, you probably would. Yeah, but then the tourists would come in and sit and want to relax, and which is why it. it's called Midtown Comics, yeah. and you don't do it. Yeah, exactly. You can't do it in Midtown. That's the only place. <laughs> no. you can't I do. had a very politically incorrect thought there that if you had a lounge space in Midtown, someone would use it to breastfeed, and it's like you have the porn <laughs> section back again. Yeah, and all the kids would go. Eat gape and it'd be uncomfortable and all the weirdo all the weirdo old guys would gape and it'd be uncomfortable and and on yeah. that note any final thoughts uh, before we wrap things up well here? one that i'm burning in hell for that comment <laughs> clearly clearly but i think this was i think this was a fruitful conversation i think that uh you know for again for those of you who mourn the loss of saint mark's comics please go ahead and mourn the loss uh but i I think there I think there are more than enough comic shops to fill the gap here in New York. Just go to Forbidden Planet. Just go to Forbidden Planet. It's right down the block. Go to Midtown Comics in Times to, Square. Well, 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 we have three locations in Times Square, Grand Central, and downtown. This is the first I'm hearing about this. I know. Do, you have, do you have a website? Perhaps? Yes, we do. MidtownComics.com. We ship all over the world. Wow, that's crazy. They're they're getting free press, and I don't care. Go figure. It's not even my podcast. What do I give a shit? And and please stop in your local comic shop on Free Comic Book Day and buy something. Don't just take the free comics. Don't just take the free comics. If you're going there on Free Comic Book Day, buy something. They're I, probably going to have sales. Cool. I went to three different comic shops on Free Comic Book Day. I don't think I bought anything. I was in Winnipeg. You I, know what? You were you, yeah. You had to worry about luggage uh, on the way I back. Went, uh, That's no, not... no, no. It was more like. I was planning to spend it here in New York, and then yeah. my plane got turned I, around the night before. Yeah, that was a weird day. That was a weird okay? day. <laughs> Most free comic book days, you wind up buying something. That was a weird day. I, I didn't. I don't buy anything on free comic book day, but it's either I'm working it yeah. or I'm at home sleeping because I don't want to deal with it. Well, because I, I, I remember that free comic book day. Yeah, we were supposed to meet up to go to, to go to get free comics, and, and you tell me, oh, hey, just so you know, my flight's delayed. Yeah, because no, no, it wasn't delayed. It, it was turned we around. Were, we were flying yeah. from Winnipeg to Toronto, yeah. and all of a sudden they're like, yeah. Uh, because of a storm in Toronto and like the plane just starts turning we've got to turn around eh? I was like this bitch is turning around why are we turning around it's like yeah we can't land in Toronto so we're going back to Winnipeg and then we get back to the airport and they're like everybody just go home and I'm like I was trying to go home (laughs) I mean the thing is people people because of Canadian nobody was really complaining there was like one lady who complained and I said you know I just checked the news and two people died and she's like oh Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not yeah, allowed to complain. Sorry about died. that, eh? Yeah. yeah, but but you went to some good shops when you were in Winnipeg. They were okay. They yeah. were very old school 
dirty. Ga- yeah, Galaxy. Easy. There was like. So you went to store- shops when you were in There was one store that was in like, it had like a dirt parking lot in the back and it mm. shared a building with like a nail salon. Ooh. It, it was like one of those little nondescript white buildings. You know exactly <laughs> yeah, what I'm I, talking about. Yeah, I think. That, was that Galaxy Comics? Because I know the owners of the. It might have been Galaxy. There the were three owners. different stores I went to and they were yeah. all fine. The one I liked, I think, was Galaxy. Yeah, the owners are great. They're really nice. Yeah. Okay. I talked to I used been, to talk to them all the time. Actually, Mighty Comics is the one that's a white box in a I don't know there. them, and that's probably a reason for that. So, so in conclusion, unless your flight was turned around on the day of free comic book day, buy something at the shop <laughs> when you're buying when you're getting your free comics. Okay? It doesn't yeah, even yeah. have to be a comic. No, it doesn't. It could like, be a, it could be a freaking card game. It could be uh it could be a, a buy toy. some magic cards. It's okay to buy things that aren't comics. It's okay to sell things that aren't comics. Yes. Get some action figures. Absolutely. Buy me an action figure. Actually, everyone, buy me an action figure on free comic book day. Your birthday's coming up. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, instead yeah. of buying Raph an action figure, just contribute to his GoFundMe. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have a GoFundMe that no yeah. one's... In fact, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. Plug. Okay, so um, I, you can find me at uh, Comics First doing reviews, and you can also support my GoFundMe because I am on dialysis, and yes. I haven't gotten disability yet. Yes. And it sucks because that's how the government works, but there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. So until I get disability, I'm kind of working on nothing here. So if you guys can help me out, um, the link will be provided by Ian. Uh, yes. Uh, is, is there an easy-to-find uh, version of the link? Okay. I don't think so. Okay. All I right. can go, like, I don't know, bit that leash as help raft, please, right. please, 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 it, please. It, it'll be, it'll definitely be in our, in our episode it's like uh, description. It's get raft so. to disability or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I, I mean, you know, I don't really have a lot of living expenses. I just need to, like, be able to eat and, like, yeah, food is good. get a Metro card so I can go to work and go out and do stuff and mm-hmm. be a human being. If I remember correctly, if you if you Google Raphael Suhu GoFundMe, it does... Come. It's probably the first thing that pops yes, up. Yes, it is. Yeah, fundraiser by by, by Raphael Suhu is literally the first thing that shows up. But, uh, yes, there will be yeah. a link in our show in our notes. Show notes. Show notes. Show notes. Uh, but, yes, please go ahead and do that. Uh, what was your Twitter uh, again? Uh, Twitter.com slash Raph. Does stuff. Excelente. Very cool. And you might have a podcast coming soon. In maybe? a couple months. Once I, you know, once I have disability and I can, you know, afford to buy things. All right. Fair enough. Because I don't like the sound quality of my headphones. They're terrible. And and uh, Chris, where, where can people find you? Uh, at Lampbane, B, you know, L-A-M-P-B-A-N-E or at Chris Nottis. Uh, please read my Toy Fair stories up at Engadget.com. Yeah, they're Do great. It. Do it. Yeah, yeah, I got to check out the new Lego AR sets. I kind of want those to, Lego things. They're 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 yeah, great. They do look really cool. Yeah, the, I got to check out the Hot Wheels tech mods. Uh, God, I'm I'm like completely brain farting now. <laughs> like I saw so much. Uh, I saw a combination adorable nurturing owl toy with a helicopter deck. Ooh, that you know was, what I just thought of? Power wheels for adults, but that's just regular cars. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know you know what the funny thing is. You know somebody has been in that product pitch meeting before. Uh, it's like yes. so so. Here's the problem with Power Wheels. When you get to a certain age, people don't want to be playing with Power Wheels anymore. So I have a suggestion: Power Wheels for adults. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, what they have regular cars. Phil, yeah. those are called cars, Phil. 
<laughs> you know what? You guys have been great. I'm going to clear up my desk. No, no, see, you didn't say it right. It said, you guys have been great. Blockchain. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, check out. I, I have links to all the Toy Fair stories. I suggest checking those out. I also wrote a sort of review of Alita Battle Angel. Mostly I interviewed the VFX supervisor. And we nice. had a very nice, fruitful talk about how Alita has like, Eight million polygons in each of her eyeballs. Whoa! Shit. Yeah, that's why. Well, they're huge. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to see it this week. Yeah, uh, you should see it. We we can do an episode about manga adaptations if ooh, you want. Ooh, you mean how most of them suck? All right, okay. Except Alita Battle Angel. I I well, thought- no, Ghost in the Shell wasn't bad. It had my favorite Asian, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Johansson. So you can find me on Twitter at at, uh, at I underscore AM underscore sci-fi. I am sci-fi. You all know that already. Probably if you're listening to this, uh, that's also my Instagram. You can find me there. Uh, lately, I've actually been doing a lot of Comic Geek Speak episodes. So check out ComicGeekSpeak.com for all of those. We just did our uh, best of 2018 uh, nomination show. Uh, I did actually have the artist of Die as one of my nominations for uh, new upcoming artists that I'm curious about. So. The art on oh, that, you. Has, yeah. I've actually started liking it more with each issue. Yeah. Like, I thought the first issue was very murky and later issues are much better. So people, read Die! Yes. If you like to role play, read Die. That, that's spelled D-Y-E. Correct? You walk into the forest. D-I-E. Oh, it is D-I-E? Like, like a die, like okay. a literal dice. Or, okay. or a stab, stab, stab. <laughs> D-I-E, yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, go ahead and find me on there. Uh, the email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash comic timing for any discussion and uh, check out Brent's YouTube videos also on his BK's Bullets YouTube channel. See, Brent, we didn't forget about you. Huh? Yeah? Yeah? We'll talk soon, buddy. I I promise. Who? Just post my YouTube videos (laughs) in the show notes. (laughs) And YouTube.com slash Lampbane. No, no, and Gadget. No, I... What? What? Your personal stuff? Well, why not? I haven't posted anything on my personal account, like six or seven years. One of my personal videos at, at youtube.com slash scary monkey show wound up in a Todd uh, Todd in the Shadows Harvey Danger one hit Wonderland episode yeah. like yeah, a week, a week ago. So you want to look at all my old concert videos back when I started doing those you can go ahead and I'm the uh, one who uploaded the video of Jonathan Ross snogging Neil Gaiman at the Eisner's. Yes and that was huge on the internet for a while after that. Yeah. Uh, anyway anywho yeah uh, proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over comicspodcast.com and the League of Combo Podcast over conflictnoise.com slash league. Once again, Facebook.com slash comic time is where you can find us. Rap, thank you again, as usual. Comics are for everyone. Chris, thank you. No. <laughs> no. 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 Chris, you forgot the podcast. No. <laughs> Chris, your mic. Come back. No. Your mic. And as always, there's always time for comics. Or for everyone. We're going to go watch the Oscars now. Adios. For everyone. Stop it. For everyone. I haven't stopped it yet for everyone. Comics are for everyone. Stop eating chips on the mic. I'm eating chips on the mic. Fuck you. Time. Yeah, done. yeah. This, this is this is just gonna be how. Like, no, it's usually cool. Usually, I put, usually I put outtakes in the uh, in the end. It's just gonna I'm be, into it. No, I'm into it. There has it's literally fine. been a bowl of chips in front of us this entire recording, yeah. no, I'm and I've been staring it. at it longingly. So this is like after the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ASMR. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let's, let's see if I can do this. Here. There you go. 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good, Chip, ladies and gentlemen. And this serves you right for not turning off a show right when its music starts. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody.